Today I shall continue to give an account of the lives of the Badri companions, i.e. those companions who took part in the Battle of Badr. The first companion to be mentioned is Hazrat Muzahir bin Rafi radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The name of Hazrat Muzahir's father was Rafi bin Adi, and Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu belonged to the Banu Harsa bin Haris clan of the Aus tribe of the Ansar. Hazrat Muzahir and Hazrat Zuhair radiallahu anhuma were both brothers and both of them were paternal uncles of Hazrat Rafi bin Khudaj. Hazrat Rafi bin Khudaj radiallahu ta'ala anhu is being mentioned because although he was not a Badri companion, i.e. he did not take part in the Battle of Badr, but nonetheless he holds great importance in the books of history. Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu was his uncle, and so Rafi was his nephew's name as well as his father's. I shall also briefly mention about Hazrat Rafi radiallahu ta'ala anhu that he was the companion who presented himself for participation in the Battle of Badr, but the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, sent him back due to his young age. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then later permitted him to participate in the Battle of Uhud. Hazrat Rafi radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in the Battle of Uhud and Khandak and the rest of the battles. His collarbone was struck by an arrow on the day of Uhud and although the arrow was removed, but a piece of the arrowhead remained in his body until his demise. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, told Hazrat Rafi radiallahu ta'ala anhu that I will bear witness in your favour on the day of judgment. Hazrat Rafi radiallahu ta'ala anhu passed away during the reign of Abdul Malik bin Marwan in 74 Hijri at the age of 86. In any case, these were some details in reference to his nephew, However, I will continue the mention of Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Imam Bukhari has mentioned that Hazrat Zuhair radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in the Battle of Badr along with his brother, 
However, he has not recorded the name of that brother. But the commentators of Bukhari have written that the name of the brother of Hazrat Zuhair was Muzahir. Similarly, regarding Hazrat Zuhair bin Rafi, it is written in Subulul Huda wa Rishad, a book on the biography of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that according to Bukhari, his brother Hazrat Muzahir also participated in the Battle of Badr. In the books on the biographies of the companions such as Ustul Ghaba, Al-Asaba and Al-Istiyab etc. There is no mention of Hazrat Muzahir's participation in the Battle of Badr. With regards to Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu, it is written in all three of these books that Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in the Battle of Uhud as well as the subsequent battles alongside the Holy Prophet peace be upon him. Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu passed away during the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. However, those sources that prove that Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu did participate in the Battle of Badr are considered more reliable and authentic. Yahya bin Sahal bin Abu Hasma narrates that Hazrat Muzahir bin Rafi Harsi radiallahu ta'ala anhu brought some strong workmen along with him from Syria so that they may work on his land. When Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu arrived at Khaybar, he stayed there for three days and there the Jews started to instigate those laborers to murder Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu and even secretly gave them two or three knives. When Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu came out of Khaybar and arrived at a place called Sibar, which is six miles away from Khaybar, these people attacked Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu and cut open his stomach and martyred him. Following this, these individuals returned to Khaybar, upon which the Jews gave them provisions for the journey as well as food and set them off until they returned and reached Syria again. When Hazrat Umar bin Khattab anhu was informed of this news, he said that he will set out towards Khaybar and distribute the wealth that is found there, distinguish the borders and create barriers between the fields, that is, revenge will be sought, and that he will exile the Jews from there, as the Holy Prophet peace be upon him said in relation to them, that I will not give you any shelter so long as Allah does not grant you any shelter, and Allah has granted permission to exile them. Hence, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu exiled them and the incident of the martyrdom of Hazrat Muzahir radiallahu ta'ala anhu occurred in the 20th year after Hijrah. The next companion to be mentioned is Hazrat Malik bin Qudama radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The name of the father of Hazrat Malik bin Qudama was Qudama bin Arfaja and according to one narration, the name of his paternal grandfather has also been mentioned as Haris. That is, he was also called Haris instead of Arfaja. Hazrat Malik ta'ala anhu belonged to the family of Banu Ghanam of the Ansar tribe of Aus. 
and Hazrat Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in the Battle of Badr along with one of his brothers, Hazrat Munzir bin Qudama radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu also participated in the Battle of Uhud. The next companion to be mentioned is Hazrat Khuram bin Fatik. Hazrat Khuram bin Fatik radiallahu ta'ala anhu belonged to the Banu Asad tribe and his father's name was Fatik bin Akhram and it has also been mentioned as Akhram bin Shaddad. Hazrat Khuram radiallahu ta'ala anhu's title was Abu Yahya whereas according to another narration it has been mentioned as Abu Aman because the name of his son was Hazrat Aman bin Akhram radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Khuram bin Fatik radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in the Battle of Badr along with his brother Hazrat Sabra bin Fatik radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And according to one narration, Hazrat Khuram radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in the Treaty of Hudaybiyah as well. However, a lesser known narration also states that Hazrat Khuram radiallahu ta'ala anhu and his son Hazrat Aman radiallahu ta'ala anhu accepted Islam at the time of the tribe of Banu Asad accepted Islam following the conquest of Mecca. However, the first narration is more authentic in that Hazrat Khuram participated in the Battle of Badr. Moreover, Imam Bukhari mentioned him as a Badri companion, i.e. one who participated in the Battle of Badr in his book At-Tariq al-Kabir. Hazrat Khuram and his son later went to Kufa and according to one narration, both of them moved to the city of Raqqa, which is a well-known city located in the north of the Euphrates River. Both of them passed away there during the era of governance of Hazrat Amir Muawiyah. Hazrat Khuram bin Fatih radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates his account of accepting Islam in the following manner. He states that I went in search of my lost camels and while seeking their trail night had fallen. Eventually, I found them at Abraqul Zaf, which is the name of the well-known drinking place of Banu Asad bin Khazima, and is situated on the way from Medina to Basra. In any case, I found the camels there and tied them up at the very same place and took some rest, leaning against the leg of one of the camels. Therefore, he sat there to spend the night, and he further states that this took place towards the early period of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him's migration. He states that I said in a loud voice that I seek the protection of the chief of this valley. This was their custom at the time. And so he said that I seek the protection of the chief of this valley. Hazrat Khuram ta'ala anhu states that during the period of ignorance, i.e. prior to the advent of Islam, this was a customary practice of the people. During the period of ignorance, when a person entered a barren valley in order to spend the night, he would utter these words in order to remain protected from the evil of its inhabitants and the foolish people. In any case, he states that all of a sudden an individual called me whilst I was uttering these words and he said the following couplets that may God have mercy upon you, you should seek the protection of Allah the Almighty who sends down that which is unlawful and lawful. Affirm the oneness of God and you will have no concerns about the trials from jinns. Indeed, the remembrance of Allah the Almighty will grant you protection from the jinns in the surrounding lands and mountains for many miles.
and their plots will become unsuccessful, and nothing will remain except for the righteous person and virtuous deeds. That is, only good deeds will continue, and no evil will remain. Hazrat Khuram radiallahu ta'ala anhu states that I responded, O one who has proclaimed this, do you consider this as the truth or are you misguiding me? That is because the beliefs during the days of ignorance were contrary to what this person was saying. However, he replied that he is the messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He is a benevolent person who brought Yasin and Hamimat and other detailed chapters which explain everything. He has clearly distinguished what is forbidden and what is lawful, and he commands us to offer prayer and observe fasts. He prevents people from committing evil deeds, the evil which was witnessed amongst the people before us. Thus this was the response he got, and this is how he, he learnt about the message of the unity of God. Hazrat Khuraim radiallahu ta'ala anhu further states that he replied, May Allah have mercy on you, who are you? To this he responded that I am Malik bin Malik, and the Messenger of Allah sallallahu sent me to watch over the jinn of the people of Najd, i.e. the chiefs of the people of Najd. This was the conversation that was taking place between them. Thereafter, Hazrat Khuraim radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied that if there was someone who would look after my camels for me, then I would surely visit the Prophet, peace be upon him, and accept him. Thus, he liked what he heard regarding the message of the unity of God. Upon this, Malik bin Malik replied that I will take the responsibility of looking after your camels and will ensure they reach your family safely. Hazrat Khuraim then further states that I prepared one of my camels and rode it to Medina and entrusted the rest to him. I arrived at the time of Jummah, i.e. the Friday prayer, whilst everyone was engaged in offering prayers. Therefore I decided that it was better to go inside the mosque after they had finished. I rested my camel as I was tired as well. Abu Dhar came outside and informed me that the Holy Prophet peace be upon him had instructed me to come inside. And so I went inside. When the Messenger of Allah وسلم, saw me, he stated that what happened to the elderly man who had guaranteed the safe delivery of your camels to your house in fact, he has delivered your camels safely. Thus, Allah the Almighty had shown a vision to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and had informed him about the entire incident. Hazrat Khuraim anhu then further states that when I heard this, I stated that may Allah have mercy on him. And the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, also stated that indeed may Allah have mercy on him. Hazrat Khuraim anhu then states, that I responded to this by saying, I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship except Allah. And in this beautiful manner, he accepted Islam. And Hazrat Khuraim radiallahu ta'ala anhu has related this account himself. Hazrat Khuraim radiallahu ta'ala anhu had a very elegant personality and a very meticulous nature. He was always well-dressed and well-maintained. And prior to accepting Islam, he would wear extra long lower garment and kept long hair. There is a hadith reported about this in Mustadrak al-Hakim. Hazrat Khuraim radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates 
that once the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, arrived and stated, O Khurem, you would have been an excellent person if you did not possess these two traits. Upon this he stated, May my mother and father be sacrificed for your sake. What are those two things, O Messenger of Allah? The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated that your long hair and allowing your lower garment to drag, meaning that wearing extra long lower garment, which was considered a sign of arrogance in those days. Hence, Hazrat Khuram radiallahu ta'ala anhu went and had his hair cut and shortened his lower garment. There is another narration in Tariqul Qabir by Hazrat ibn Hanzaliya that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated, How wonderful a man would Khuram Asidi be if he let not his hair grow to his shoulders or allow his lower garments to drag on the floor. In other words, not wear the izar or the lower part of his clothes so long out of pride or arrogance. When Hazrat Khuram came to know about this, he took a short blade and cut his hair to the height of his ears rather than keeping the long hair he had. And furthermore, he cut the lower garments up to the middle of his calves because in those days this was perceived as a sign of pride and arrogance. Therefore, those men who are of the opinion that there is no harm in keeping long hair without reason or cause, one should keep the hair to the length which the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, has stated, which is, to the earlobes, it should not be long like the hair of women. Hazrat Khuraim radiallahu ta'ala anhu also participated in the battles of Syria in the time of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Then, Hazrat Qais bin Abu Hazim and Hazrat Amir Shabi relate that Marwan bin Hakam asked Hazrat Aman bin Khuraim, and why do you not join us in battle? He replied, My father and my uncles participated in the battle of Badr, and they strongly admonished me not to fight against anyone who declares that there is no God but Allah. Hazrat Aman then said to Marwan bin Hakam, that if you have brought me a guarantee of safeguarding me against the hellfire, then I shall join you in battle. Upon this, Marwan told him to leave. And so Hazrat Aman went forth reciting the couplets that I shall not fight another Muslim simply because he praises another leader who is not from among the Quraysh. For him is his rule and for me is my own sin. And I seek refuge of Allah from such ignorance and animosity. How am I to kill an innocent Muslim? If I had done so, then it would be of no avail to me, no matter how long I live. Therefore, if we look at the actions of the Muslims nowadays, we will see just how far they have drifted away from the true teachings of Islam. The next companion I shall mention is Hazrat Mamar bin Haris ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Mamar bin Haris belongs to the Banu Juma tribe of the Quraysh. His father's name was Haris bin Mamar and his mother's name was Qutayla bint Maz'un who was the sister of Hazrat Usman bin Maz'un radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Therefore, Hazrat Usman bin Maz'un radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was the uncle of Hazrat Mamar and Hazrat Mamar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu had two brothers, Hatib and Hattab. All three of them had accepted Islam prior to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, entering Dari Arkham. Hazrat Muhammad radiallahu ta'ala anhu is counted among the as-sabiqoon al-awwaloon that is the foremost amongst the believers. 
Hazrat Aisha bint Qudama relates that from among the Banu Maz'un, Hazrat Usman, Hazrat Qudama, Hazrat Abdullah, Hazrat Saib bin Usman bin Maz'un, and Hazrat Mamar bin Haris all migrated from Mecca to Medina and stayed at the house of Hazrat Abdullah bin Salama Ajlani. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, established the bond of brotherhood between Hazrat Mamar and Hazrat Muaz bin Afra. Hazrat Mamar bin Haris participated in the battles of Badr, Uhud, Khandak, and all other battles alongside the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Hazrat Mamar bin Haris passed away on 23rd Hijri during the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar. The next companion is Zuhair bin Rafi. He was the brother of the previously mentioned companion, Hazrat Muzahir. Hazrat Zuhair belonged to the Banu Harsa bin Haris branch of the Aus tribe of the Ansar. Hazrat Zuhair bin Rafi had a son named Usaid, who also had the good fortune of being a companion of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Hazrat Zuhair was the paternal uncle of Rafi bin Khudaj. And I have already narrated the accounts in the life of Hazrat Rafi previously. Hazrat Zuhair's wife was Fatima bint Bishr, who belonged to the Bani Adi bin Ghanam tribe. Hazrat Muzahir bin Rafi and Hazrat Zuhair bin Rafi were brothers, and both brothers had the opportunity of participating in the Battle of Badr. There are some narrators of history who assert that they were not present during this battle. However, the majority of historical sources state that both brothers were present during the Battle of Badr. Hazrat Zuhair bin Rafi was present during the second Bayt at Aqba and participated in all battles alongside the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, including the battles of Badr and Uhud. Hazrat Rafi bin Khudaj narrates on the authority of his uncle, Hazrat Zuhair, that his uncle once said that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, forbid us from something which later proved to be better for our own good. I said, Whatever the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, had commanded us was indeed the best advice. Hazrat Zuhair stated that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, called me and asked, What do you do with your crop fields? I answered that we lease our land to others on the condition that we can take the crops that grow near the furrow. Meaning that they will take those crops that grow near the water which are of a better quality. And these were a few wusk of dates and barley. One was consists of 60 sa, and one sa is equivalent to approximately 2.5 kg. Having listened to all of this, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, that refrain from doing this. You ought to harvest those crops yourselves, or get those crops harvested by someone else, or else leave it uncultivated. Hazrat Rafi replied, Indeed, I have understood and will act according to this in the future. Hazrat Rafi then said that subsequently we would farm the crops ourselves or obtain the crops in a manner whereby everyone received their due share. The next companion to be mentioned is Hazrat Amr bin Ayas anhu. Hazrat Amr was from Yemen and was the confederate of the Banu Lozan of the Ansar tribe. His father's name was Ayas bin Amr and according to another narration, Hazrat Amr's paternal grandfather's name was Zaid. Hazrat Amr participated in the battles of Badr and Uhud alongside the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, 
and Hazrat Amr radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was the brother of Hazrat Rabi bin Ayas and Hazrat Varqa bin Ayas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. And all three brothers had the opportunity of participating in the Battle of Badr. The next companion is Hazrat Mudlij bin Amr radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. The name of Hazrat Mudlij radiyallahu ta'ala anhu is also recorded as Midlaj and he belonged to the Banu Hajar branch of the Banu Salam tribe and were the confederates of the Banu Kabir bin Ghanam bin Dudan tribe. And according to another narration, the Banu Salam were the confederates of the Banu Amr bin Dudan, who in turn were the confederates of the Banu Abdi Shams tribe. Hazrat Mudlaj participated in the Battle of Badr alongside two of his brothers, Hazrat Saqaf bin Amr and Hazrat Malik bin Amr radiallahu anhuma. Hazrat Mudlaj bin Amr radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in all the battles alongside the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, including the battles of Badr and Uhud. He passed away in 50 Hijri during the rule of Hazrat Amir Muawiyah. The next companion to be mentioned is Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail's father was Suhail bin Amr and his mother's name was Fakhta bint Amr. Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail had a younger brother whose name was Abu Jandal. Hazrat Abdullah was also known by the title Abu Suhail and belonged to the Banu Amir bin Lui tribe of the Quraysh. Ibn Ishaq has made mention of Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu in his book on Islamic history in reference to the second migration to Abyssinia. When Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu returned from Abyssinia, his father detained him and forced him to abandon his faith. Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu expressed his intention to leave Islam and to his father he stated that he would abandon Islam and subsequently he travelled with the idolaters to the Battle of Badr. And although he had stated that he would leave Islam, however, his heart was not content with this decision. In any case, he set off for the Battle of Badr alongside the idolaters. Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu travelled to Badr on the expenditure of his father Suhail bin Amr and also used his mount. His father had no inclination that he had abandoned the idolatrous faith and had in fact accepted Islam once again. And so when the Muslim army encountered the army of, of the idolaters of Mecca and both armies were facing one another, Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu returned to the Muslims and presented himself before the Holy Prophet peace be upon him before the battle commenced. In this way, Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in the Battle of Badr as a Muslim and at the time of the battle he was 27 years old and owing to this action of his, Hazrat Abdullah's father Suhail bin Amr became enraged. Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in all of the battles alongside the Holy Prophet peace be upon him including the battles of Badr, Uhud and Khandak. During the conquest of Makkah 
Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu sought amnesty for his father, for the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, in other words to grant him protection. Hazrat Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu went to the Holy Prophet peace be upon him and said, O Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, would you grant my father protection? The Holy Prophet peace be upon him replied, that he has been granted safety due to the decree of God Almighty. Therefore he has been granted protection and he ought to come outside. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then said to those around him, that whosoever of you sees Suhail bin Amr, do not look down upon him. I swear on my life, indeed Suhail bin Amr is an intelligent and noble man, and any person with the characteristics that Suhail possesses will inevitably accept Islam. Hazrat Abdullah bin Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu then narrated this entire incident to his father, who responded by saying that by God, he, i.e. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was righteous in his youth and even in his old age. Subsequently, Suhail accepted Islam and after his conversion he would say that God Almighty had bestowed great favours upon his sons through Islam. Hazrat Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in the battle of Yamama in 12 Hijri during the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu and was martyred in this very battle at the age of 38. On one occasion, Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu travelled to Mecca to perform the Hajj during his Khilafat. And whilst he was staying in Mecca, Hazrat Abdullah's father, Hazrat Suhail bin Amr, came to visit Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu offered his condolences for the martyrdom of Hazrat Suhail's son, i.e. Hazrat Abdullah. Hazrat Suhail radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied that I have heard that the Holy Prophet peace be upon him once said that the one who is martyred can intercede for 70 members of his family and I am hopeful that on the day of judgment my son will not begin with anyone before me. In other words, when he passes away that his son would intercede for him first. According to another source, it is stated that Hazrat Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu was martyred in Juwasa, which is located in Bahrain, at the age of 88. In Juwasa, Bahrain, there is a fort named Abdul Qais, which was conquered by Allah bin Hazrami in 12 Hijri during the Caliphate of Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Nonetheless, there are two narrations in reference to him. The next companion that I will mention is Hazrat Yazid bin Haris radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who belonged to the Banu Ahmad bin Harissa clan of the Ansar tribe of the Khazraj. Hazrat Yazid's father's name was Haris bin Qais and his mother's name was Fusum who belonged to the Qan bin Yasser tribe. Qan was a branch of the Khuzar tribe of Yemen. Hazrat Yazid was also known as Yazid Fusum and Yazid bin Fusum due to his mother. One of the brothers of Hazrat Yazid was Abdullah bin Fusum. Then, in regards to Hazrat Umar bin Abdi Amr, 
was also known as Zushamalain. Ibn Hisham narrates that Hazrat Umar was also known as Zushamalain because he was left-handed and would primarily use his left hand. It is also said that he was also known as Zul Yadain due to his long hands. Similarly, another reason why he was known as Zul Yadain was because he was skilled with both his hands. His full name was Umar bin Abde Amr Khuzai and after migrating to Medina, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, established a bond of brotherhood, i.e. Muakhad, between Hazrat Umar and Hazrat Yazid bin Haris. The reason why Hazrat Umar bin Abd Amr, i.e. Zushmalain, was mentioned was that a bond of brotherhood was established between him and Hazrat Yazid bin Haris. Both Hazrat Yazid and Hazrat Zushmalain had the good fortune of participating in the Battle of Badr and both attained martyrdom in this very battle. Nufal bin Muawiyah Deli martyred Hazrat Yazid, but according to another narration, Hazrat Yazid was martyred by Tu'emma bin Adi. On the day of the Battle of Badr, Hazrat Yazid bin Harith had a few dates in his hand, which he threw away and began fighting. Subsequently, he was martyred during the battle. The next companion that will be mentioned is Hazrat Umar bin Humam radiallahu ta'ala anhu who belonged to the Banu Haram bin Qab tribe which was a sub-branch of the Khazraj tribe of the Ansar called the Banu Salma. Hazrat Umar's father's name was Humam bin Jamu and his mother's name was Nawar bin Amir. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, established a bond of brotherhood between Hazrat Umar bin Humam and Hazrat Ubaidah bin Haris Muttalabi upon his migration to Medina. Both of these companions were among those who were martyred during the Battle of Badr. During the Battle of Badr, when the idolaters were approaching, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated, and move forward to attain paradise, the breadth of which spans the heaven and the earth. The narrator says, And Hazrat Umar bin Humam radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked, That O Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Did you mention that paradise spans the breadth of the heavens and the earth? The Holy Prophet peace be upon him replied that yes. Upon this he said, Bakhe bakhe, that how wonderful that is indeed. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then asked the reason why he said these words. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied, that O Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by God, I merely say this owing to my desire of becoming among the dwellers of paradise. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, that indeed you are among the dwellers of paradise. Hazrat Umar bin Humam radiallahu ta'ala anhu then took out some dates from his quiver and began to eat them and said, if I remain alive to finish all of these, then I will consider myself to have been granted a long life. The narrator of this tradition further states that Hazrat Umar bin Humam radiallahu ta'ala anhu then threw away those dates and began to fight against the disbelievers till he was ultimately martyred. And on the occasion of the Battle of Badr, Hazrat Umar bin Humam radiallahu ta'ala anhu was reciting the following couplets that I take nothing with me apart from my provisions, apart from taqwa, 
i.e. righteousness, and the hope of the hereafter. I remain steadfast in my jihad in the way of God. And indeed, taqwa, i.e. righteousness, is the most excellent thing and the best source of guidance. And indeed, all those living shall one day taste death. Amongst the Ansar companions, Hazrat Umar bin Humam ta'ala anhu was the first person to attain the status of martyrdom in Islam. He was martyred by Khalid bin Alam. However, there are some who claim that Hazrat Harsa bin Qais ta'ala anhu was the first to be martyred amongst the Ansar companions. Thus, there are two narrations and both were martyred during the Battle of Badr. The next companion to be mentioned is Hazrat Humaid Ansari radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Zubair radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that one day he had a dispute with one of the Ansar who had taken part in the Battle of Badr over a small watercourse in an arid region. And so, in order to settle their dispute, they both presented their case to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, because they both used this watercourse to irrigate their land. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Hazrat Zubair that Zubair, you should water your land first, since it was his land, and then leave the water for your neighbor. In other words, let the water run freely to reach the other companion's land. Upon hearing this decision, the Ansari companion became upset and said, O Prophet of Allah are you passing this decision in his favor because he is the son of your paternal aunt? Upon this, the complexion of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, face became red. And he said to Hazrat Zubair ta'ala anhu, that I gave my initial decision to also grant him some of the water as an act of benevolence, but now it's a question of one's actual right. Therefore, hold back the water till it reaches the ridge and give all the water to your land only. Thus, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, granted Hazrat Zubair what was rightfully his. Initially, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, gave his decision in which there was some provision for the Ansar companion as well. But when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, became displeased with his companion, he gave Hazrat Zubair the full share of what was rightfully his. And Urwa states that Hazrat Zubair used to say that by God, I believe that the following verse was revealed in relation to this very incident, which is, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ That is, But know by thy Lord, they are not believers until they make thee judge in all that is in dispute between them. I should also quote the full verse, which is as follows, that فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُ فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَزَيْتَ يُسَلِّمُ تَسْلِيمًا that is, but know by thy Lord they are not believers until they make thee judge in all that is in dispute between them, and then find not in their hearts any dimmer concerning that which you decided and submit with full submission. And it is mentioned in Al-Isaba, Ustul Ghaba and in the commentary of Sahih Bukhari that the name of the Ansar companion who had a dispute with Hazrat Zubair ta'ala anhu was Hazrat Humaid Ansari ta'ala anhu who took part in the Battle of Badr. 
At times, Satan can secretly influence people, but in any case, God Almighty has already proclaimed to grant his forgiveness for those companions who took part in the Battle of Badr. The next companion is Hazrat Amr bin Muaz bin Athir radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Amr's father's name was Muaz bin Numan and his mother's name was Kabsha bin Tirafi. Hazrat Amr bin Muaz radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was the brother of Hazrat Saad bin Muaz radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and who was the leader of the Ash'ali tribe from the Ansar. Those who belonged to the tribe of Banu Abdul Ash'al were also known as Ash'ali. A large number of people accepted Islam from this tribe and it has been narrated from Hazrat Asim bin Umar bin Qatada radiyallahu ta'ala anhu that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, established a bond of brotherhood between Hazrat Amr bin Muaz from among the Ansar and Hazrat Umar bin Abu Waqas who migrated to Medina from Mecca. Hazrat Umar bin Abu Waqas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was the brother of Hazrat Saad bin Abu Waqas and Hazrat Amr bin Muaz radiyallahu ta'ala anhu took part in the battle of Badr along with his brother Hazrat Saad radiyallahu anhu. Hazrat Amr bin Muaz radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was martyred during the battle of Uhud by Zirar bin Khattab. Zirar attacked Hazrat Amr bin Muaz radiyallahu ta'ala anhu with a spear which pierced through his body and then mockingly said, Do not let that individual out of your sight who will get you married to Hurunayn. And Zirar said this in a very mocking fashion. However, Zirar accepted Islam on the day of the conquest of Mecca. Hazrat Ahmad bin Muaz ta'ala anhu was 32 years of age when he was martyred. And Zirar bin Khattab bin Mirdas's father, Khattab, was the leader of the Banu Fahir during his time and he had prepared a resting place for those people travelling from his tribe. And on the day of the Battle of Fujjar, Zirar was the leader of the Banu Harib bin Fahr. And among the Quraysh, Zirar was considered one of the skilled riders and courageous individuals, and was also among its eloquent poets. It is also stated that he was among the four individuals who dug the trench on the occasion of Khandaq, and Ibn Ishaqar al-Mishqi has counted him among the companions in his book, Tariq Dimashq. Zirar accompanied Hazrat Abu Ubaidah in the conquest of Syria and accepted Islam on the occasion of the conquest of Mecca. His acceptance of Islam is widely confirmed and his poetic works also prove this. The next companion is Hazrat Masood bin Rabia bin Amr Hazrat Masood bin Rabia belonged to the Qara tribe and they were the confederates of the Banu Zuhra tribe. Hazrat Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu's title was Abu Umar and Hazrat Masood's father was Rabi and his name is also reported as Rabia and Amir. Hazrat Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu had a son called Abdullah and Hazrat Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu's family was also known in Medina as Qari. Hazrat Masood bin Rabia accepted Islam prior to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, coming to Dari Arkan. And when Hazrat Masood bin Rabia radiallahu ta'ala anhu migrated to Medina, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, established a bond of brotherhood with Hazrat Ubaid bin Tayyihan. Hazrat Masood bin Rabia radiallahu ta'ala anhu 
participated in all the battles alongside the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, including the Battle of Badr, Uhud and Khandaq. Hazrat Mas'ud anhu passed away in 30 Hijri and was just over 60 years of age. May God Almighty elevate the rank of the companions and may he enable us to continue their good deeds. I would now briefly like to mention that from next Friday, inshallah, the Jalsa Salana UK will be starting. Pray that may God Almighty bless this in every respect. Those who have been assigned duties, they should strive to fulfill them with their utmost effort and abilities. And they should also pray that may God Almighty enable them to fulfill their duties in the best manner possible. May God Almighty enable them to serve the guests of the Promised Messiah in an excellent fashion. This year, the department overseeing the transport will have to work even harder and for this they would also need to have proper planning because they will have to transport the guests who are residing in the various Jamaat accommodations to Islamabad for a few days before and after the Jalsa. I have instructed the Afsar Jalsa Salana to plan accordingly and I am hopeful that they have begun working on this, so that the guests can also come to Islamabad and offer their prayers. However, the transport system to Hadikatul Mahdi is already in place for the Jalsa days. May God Almighty enable everyone to fulfill their duties in a most exemplary manner.